Hey, hey, you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep. Well, welcome. Uh, this is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you got to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What, what, what is the rest? What, 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 what do you do here? I've never been here before. One of my friends told me, he said, hey, you have trouble sleeping. Is this podcast a little unique? Try it out. Now I'm here, and you're talking right to me. That's plus. I feel a little bit good having you talk directly to me. Uh, but w- w- why should I trust you? Was it? Well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell a lulling, meandering, some might say pointless, but it's not pointless uh, story with a lot of twists and turns. Well, I guess twists and turns, like a little meandering. I already said it, you know, bends. Instead of twists and turns, there's bends. And there's action and there's conflict normally. But a lot of the conflict will be like interpersonal conflict. You would have, you would put it in an email, like mild, mild conflict, mild interpersonal conflict. Uh, action. That would be point. You say, well, there's, if there's something pointless, it's uh, sometimes his action's a bit pointless. Well, no, it usually has a point. Hard to see, but point. Like seeing the point of a, a, a snowflake in a snowstorm. And they could go deep. Oh, boy, I just started thinking about that. You know, try to see the point of a snowflake in a snowstorm. Gather around as I discuss philosophy based only on snow snow and snow-based metaphors. Has your mind grasped onto the depth of that last metaphor I just accidentally stumbled across? Finding the point of one snowflake in the snowstorm. Are you searching your mind for the physical point of a snow, snow snowflake or the uh, metaphysical or, you know, those other big, longer words, philosophical, you know, that point of the snowstorm? Does our entire universe collectively depend on that one snow, snow, snowflake? So that's just a mini taste. You say, hey, give me a sample, free sample. You just got one of the podcast. Unintentional, though. I'm like, I'm like the C's candy of sleep. Well, I'm, no, I'm not the C's candy of sleep. Well, I do. I give it away for free. There was a little bite-sized uh, taste. It's different every time you come here. I don't know if C's candy is like that. I don't. I don't wear an apron. I could start wearing an apron if you guys give me some requests to do so. Uh, podcast is not owned by Warren Buffett's uh, Berkshire Hathaway. I think that's who owns C's candy, and it occupies a unique place. And uh, I guess in another sense, it's like C's candy because it's unfair. I, I say I don't get it every time for the past. I think my first encounter in Seas Candy was in the late 90s working at a school in East L.A. We used it as a fundraiser. And no offense, I'm not a can I, I like candy, but not chocolate. Anyway, we said, well, it's a, this kid, this, okay, this candy's not bad. And I said, well, they give away that free sample so I can see. But but I, I guess I don't know the history of Seas Candy. But when I say, I say, is that place, that place is still in business? I don't get it. And that's what I say. You see, can't you get a Whitman sampler down at the uh, drugstore, you know, off-season for like 99 cents? But again, so there's your second taste of the podcast, Pointless Meanders. 
And I think I just said, but you could probably, you could salvage a point in there, which is like, uh, that's what we do here. But, and why do I do it? A bunch of reasons. Well, one is like, I have a theory that I've been testing out. Since I said, well, if I chat about stuff and you say, well, this is pleasant enough, maybe you, you, you're, the goal is to get your brain stop racing. You just listen to me. And you'll get it pretty quickly. You say, well, this guy's, uh, you know, like I said, well, it's not bad. And, you know, just like when he sees candy, please don't, you know, or candy likes, you say, well, it's, it's candy. It's not bad. Better than no candy. Uh, so that's my podcast. Better than no pot, better than, better than your mind racing. Okay. And so let me distract you, but you say, well, then, well that's the deal, the, uh, what do you call that, the social compact we've come to. I'll talk, you don't need to listen. And that's controversial, obviously, because listening is, uh, you know, say, well, geez, that's, that's what we need to, you know, to save the world, to heal the world is some better listening. Well, not right now, though, because you really don't want to listen to those things that are saying, hey, why didn't you fix that before you went to bed? You're the worst flosser in the world. And that's why Darlene said that, you know, you're a two-bit blankety-blank. And, that, you know, or whatever else goes. You say, I can't wait to get to work tomorrow and tell Jenkins what I really think of his uh, his uh, brown suede shoes with uh, Velcro. I'm really going to give it to him because I'm tired of his strutting around work. You don't want to do that by the time. You deserve something better. You deserve a good night's sleep. You're in bed already most of the time. So I'm going to try to distract you from that. Here's social compact too. Uh, in a, okay, a lot of times I stutter. I misuse words. Misquote, misparaphrase, misspeak, all those things. All of that is part of my art of distraction. Purely unintended. Either intentional or unintentional, maybe a mix of both, and that's what people say. Well, that's what makes Scooter somewhat mildly, a little bit charming, or disarming, is his inability to, you know, say to uh, be loose, uh, erudite. I think you know, and you know, that's my dream. It was my it was one of my dreams, and I said, well, that's not going to happen, uh, and. uh but the thing is, uh, the story will be somewhat entertaining enough that if you can't sleep, you can say, you can listen. And I'll say, well, yeah, at least I wasn't thinking about all that other stuff. I was listening to this guy talk about stuff. I think he, may, he went on some sort of, I wouldn't call it a rant, some sort of C's candy-related point that it didn't really go anywhere. He said something earlier. He can't even remember what he talked about before C's candy. And then he told something, a story, and then, you know, it made me made me smile every once in a while. And the, the reason I do that is because when I couldn't sleep, I listened to Dr. Demento. I call it the Dr. Demento test. If you can't sleep, I want this to be, uh, you know, a little bit of an escape for you. That's what it was for me when I was a little kid in my room, feeling all alone, like no one understood me. No one could help me fall asleep. I didn't know how. I was incredibly anxious about the next day at school. And, I, you know, I said, well, geez, uh, but Dr. Nementa was there. It did make me fall asleep most of the time. But I said, well, this weird owl is pretty cool. Some of these, uh, you know, fish heads makes me laugh. Others, Emo Phillips, other people, you know, I, I can't go. So, 
Oh, boy. So if this is your first time here, uh, yeah, this is like a Whitman. That was a Whitman sampler what this podcast is. A random assortment of story, you know, stuff gathered in a box. That's you say, well, it's pretty good. You know, one out of every ten of these is going to be delicious. And we're on the web. We're here three times a week to help you fall asleep. We're on the web, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can email me feedback at sleepwithmepodcast. You can get me on Twitter at Dearest Scooter. Post on Facebook. Comment on the website. I love to hear from you. I appreciate your support. If you have a chance, and you say, how can I help this podcast out? If you can make sure you're subscribed in iTunes, even if you listen somewhere else, but if you have a, you know, some sort of Apple, you know, if you have iTunes or, you know, subscribe in iTunes, that's the biggest help for the podcast. Second biggest help is uh, reviewing and rating us in iTunes. You know, click some stars or write a review what you think about the podcast. And again, just subscribing, you can subscribe in whatever podcasting thing you use. The nice thing about subscribing is you turn on your phone, the podcast should be there for you. We come out about 5 o'clock at night on, uh, what a night, Sunday night, Tuesday night, and Thursday night. So you're there. Uh, new episodes there on those bedtimes. So the episodes have been getting longer and longer. I don't know, not planned, but it just kind of happened, which has kind of created some more work for me. But I say, well, it's just if this is, you know, more, more, more meanders, you know. It's like they said, oh, let's take that. It's like this great candy battle between C's and Whitman. And maybe I should pick up on that later because it's a rending reditation. Maybe I should. No, let's just go straight. Yeah, let's just go straight in there. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you're here, and I hope I help you fall asleep. Thank you. I want to thank Chris Posty Posterson from Sounds Like an Earful. He does our music. Scotty and Jennifer in charge of our artwork. I want to thank, uh, real quick, uh, this was a twisty uh, episode. I sat down to record one thing. I started, and I'm recording the thank yous the day after I recorded the episode. Spoiler alert. But I sat down to record the uh, episode, and then a story came up when I was recording. When I, when I was recording the intro for Thursday, the th- intro for Thursday became the, the intro for Tuesday that you just listened to. Talk about time travel. The intro for Tuesday, which had been recorded Saturday or Friday, became the intro for Thursday. And the story subject it went from being a Reddit. It will still be a Redditation on Thursday, but I used this story idea came up. You'll hear it. You're, you probably already know it because you were listening to the intro. Uh, but I, I'm a time traveler, so I'm disoriented. Those two are independent of each other, but uh, but I wanted to say thanks to uh, John August uh, and uh, Writer's Emergency Pack, not for anything other than being great, uh, you know, so that's what came up. I said, well, let me use this Writer's Emergency Pack. We just got, we'd gotten permission to link to them and uh, use actual pictures of the cards. So this will be the first time we're using the pack, and we get to show the pictures of the cards in the show notes, so that'll be probably fun because the cards have some great an uh, what do they call it? artwork, not animated, animated playing cards. Now that would be a technological breakthrough, but this creates story breakthroughs, or in our case, a story b- b- broken story 
through, still going through. So that's that. Thank yous. I want to thank uh, Joe and Maggie for their comments on the website. Uh, Lauren and Jennifer for emails. Over on Reddit, I want to thank Ima, Knox, and Grabbing Cowlicks. Grabbing Cowlicks, I just want to thank you in, in general if, if you're still listening. And then Knox and I recently, Knox was like, uh, thought I, I posted about the podcast in a Game of Thrones forum. So, if, or Reddit, a subreddit. And then, but Knox, I was making fun of another, he said, don't make fun of my favorite Game of Thrones podcast by saying it's boring. And they said, oh, no, no, I actually have a podcast that's boring that I'm here to, you know. Uh, and then Knox said, hey, you know what, we, we had a polite exchange. And so Knox said they check out the podcast. So thank you for overcoming your, you know, skepticism, I, I guess. And I would be, you know, and then uh, I'm a shared somewhere. Thank you. And gra- Grabbing Colleagues uh, shared months ago, and people still check out that post. Over on Twitter, Kathy Libby Schwarma, uh, Schwarma, a second favorite food po- truck of the podcast, and, you know, because the Lord and the Ladies food truck is first. Beth W., one of our long-time, long-time listeners, big time. She's a secret supporter. Uh, it sounds like a bra that's selling infomercial. Secret supporter. But Beth W., you know, secretly shares about the podcast. I know she does. And she's been a long-time supporter. She said thank you on Twitter. So I want to say thanks again for Beth, V-Runt, Ayanna Trone, or Ayanna whatever the Game of Thrones, you know who you are, Anonymous Person, Stacy Jude, The Sam, and Fern. Uh, thank you for saying hi on Twitter. And then Facebook, Laura, Alexandra, Babs, and Cassie. So thank you so much, all of you, for listening, and I hope, you know, I help you fall asleep here. Thanks. So now we did those uh, thank yous. I can't shake. I was actually scheduled to record something else, and I started talking about this C's candy in the Whitman sampler, and I said, oh, boy, that, that's a, there's something there, uh, some some sort of story in there, and I, I can't shake it. I, obviously... I said, wait a second, was this, uh, was there a great candy battle in, uh, okay, here's a couple questions this story may or may not answer. One, Whitman sampler, what the hell is it a sampler of? Because uh, as far as I know, and I don't know much, is I didn't see any other Whitman stuff in the aisle. Uh, you know, there's like the little one, Valentine's Day, there's a heart-shaped one. And maybe it was historically, you know, it was like, uh, well, let's look into the story. And I said, well, C's Candy it clearly sounds like a name. There's an old woman who who I can picture. I think she might be on the box or maybe her picture's on the sign. So I guess, it, and, and, and so I'm going to whip out these... Uh, uh, so I'm going to whip up a writer's emergency pack. In the past, I used it with the uh, the perm episodes, but I can't, sh- you know, I got to go with this story. Writer's emergency pack is uh, made by John August. Podcast here, he does the Script Notes podcast with Craig Mazin. He's a well-known screenwriter. But the, uh, you know, for I know there's some writers out there listening to this. And when your story gets stuck, writer emergency pack has the tools you need, fix plot holes, 
spice up stock characters and rethink your themes. Or, per, you know, use it for a perverted perversion of excitement, that, you know, of exciting writing, and use it and say, well, can we use it to uh, uh, patch potholes instead of fixing them or plot holes? And, uh, you know, instead of spicing up stock characters, can we, like, uh, you know, bring them up to, uh, like, a non-scalding temperature, whatever, you know, what do they call that when it's not too hot and not too cold? And can we rethink our themes? Well, how about we just, you know, discover a theme? Well, we have the great candy battle. And I'll have the notes, and I'm going to pick four cards at random. Shuffle the cards. But, yeah, I was like... Yeah, uh, so, yeah, but I'm really interested in this whole seize candy thing, and I'm going to flip a card every once in a while and see where the story takes us. And for those of you who are listening to, like, the legal uh, business or the candy, you say, well, geez, how do the Mars family, how would they weigh in on this? Or the the Mars or other candy, are there other Sheffron Bergers or the Giardellis? I think those are all owned by somebody now. Maybe Hershey, how would the Hershey's uh, feel about all this? But we're going to stick with Whitman and uh, C's. And I remember it was like, uh, I, I remember reading about this in, in back, I think it was uh, so one of those magazines you get. You can't get it at every grocery store. It's always one of those country, uh, one of those country stores, uh, IGA, maybe not even IGA, International Grocery Association. I think those are like a loose chain of independent or independent. Did I say independent grocery some are even, you know, just straight mom and pop, or like I said, mom and mom, pop and pop, uh, pop, pop, pop and mop. You know, maybe just a, a widowed pop, and he likes to mop. I think, and this was, I, I, well, I guess I was making an assumption on this one. I went into because uh, he was mopping, and he said, I, "I said, how you doing?" He said, "Call me pop." I said, "All right, pop." Uh, you do, is that your mop? And he he said, uh, "Yeah, it's not for sale." I said, "Okay, well, it's a well-worn mop handle." I remember. And mop handles normally nowadays you got your synthetic, uh, plastic mop handle. I guess that's synthetic's probably a pejorative term, or uh, metal, probably aluminum mop handles. And then you have your wooden, you know, those are, I guess, in my mind, top of the line. And he had one. It was one of the thicker diameter hands because Pop had some hands on him. And the mop handle had been, you know, colored by the oils in his hands where he liked to grip his mop. Is that a pantina or patina when they say, oh, it had a patina? Because his had a color, it was smoother. And he was just he was just mopping. It was in the middle of the day. Sun was shining through the windows. This was one of those stores that in, in today's day and age you say, Jesus, that's a liquor store. Well, this was a state where they couldn't sell liquor. So the answer one, no. Is this a bodega? No, I think bodegas are just in New York City. Is this a corner store? No, not in a corner, middle of the block. Uh, no, this is a grocery store, and I don't know. I didn't have the time to issue. You know, probably Pop's Pop 
would have been the one to ask those questions to. Pop was more interested in mopping at the time. And he said, what can I do you for? And I said, a mop? I'm looking for a used mop. And he gave me this look. I said, Pop, I'm just kidding, buddy. I'm just kidding. I'm just joking with you. And uh, I said, I'm looking for your candy section. And he said the thing, I've, you know, I've heard it in every story, um, some stories involving candy. He said, oh, you got a sweet tooth, do you? And I said, uh, possibly or possibly I'm purchasing candy for someone that does, my friend. And he said, we, well, we can't be friends with, you know, we haven't got to know each other. And I said, I was, you know, just, uh, you know, being, fr- you know, friendship set up. I said, is that, Papa, you, you know, I'm not good with this stuff. I'm trying to work out my small talk. Did I just blow it? And he had glasses, and he looked at me through the top, you know, leaned down, looked up over his glasses, pushed him up his, his nose, and he smiled at me. He put his, his big hand on my shoulder. He said, uh, he said, it's called rapport. And, I, and he said, no, no. He goes, it's okay. He goes, let me show you the candy aisle. And he, 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 he said, one second, though. And he went, he went to the front of the store. He locked the doors. And I said, Pop, whoa, wh- wh- are you making me? I said, you know, I'm a, what are you doing? He says, and I said, oh, did you? I said, oh, boy. I said, rapport, candy. And I said, was there anything section? No. I said, I'm just here to purchase packaged candy and be, be oh, no, be friendly. Packaged candy. And this was saying to myself, he's locking the door. He's got a shitload of locks on this thing. And then he's, I noticed that corner eye, he had his mop real close to him. I said, oh, that's interesting. He's talking to his mop for sure, no doubt about it. And then he said, I said, I talked to him. You know, I, well, I don't talk to my mop. And so, as a matter of fact, I don't have a, a technical mop. You know, at some point, as a lot of us know, they replaced our, they said, well, let's make it really hard to buy a mop. You'll have to go to Ace Hardware or something. And then you'll say, well, then you got to buy a mop. Like, you know, let's just replace the mop with like four different things that don't do the same job as a mop. You know, I don't know if it's a conspiracy theory or not. And then Pop, he's like, are you talking to the candy? And I said, oh, am I in the candy aisle? And he said, well, he goes, you're in the, uh, you know, the regular candy aisle for, you know, lamos. And he said, come on, I want to take you uh, downstairs. And I said, Pop, this, is a, this isn't a, you know, I'm, I'm not a, fa- I, I go, I'm family friendly. But I'm like, I've been known to do some non-family friendly things, but I'm not here, not you. You know, I hope, you know. Or you're, you know, and he said, "Don't worry." It's not, he goes, uh, "He goes, you can see how lonely I am, can't you?" In my eyes, and I said, "Well, I couldn't tell if that was a reflection of my own eyes, Pop." <laughs> and he, he he chuckled to himself. He said, "No, no, no." It's how he says, hey, "You know, if I want to share something with you. I've been waiting for somebody like you to come in." And I said, "This is still sounding like a little bit too." And he said, we're both uncomfortable guys, uncomfortable in our own skin, right? And I said, it's still sounding like, uh, and he said, I, I have a secret. And I said, Papa, we got to figure out a way. And I said, well, let me look at the candy for a minute, and then it'll just break up our tension. How's that sound? And then you go ahead down to your secret basement, 
and get down there. And what I'll do, Pop, is I'll look down. If you still, you make sure you have your pants on. And there's not a secret door behind me or, you know, a box with a gimp in there or anything that, you know, it's well lit. I'm not going down there if it's not well lit. And he chuckled and he opened this, you know, one of those door, you know, basements where the door comes up from the floor. And he went down there with his mop. So I said, okay, well, this is a... And, and I had a, and I said, I said, I started looking through the candy aisle, trying to buy him time to get it. And he was going down the stairs pretty slow. And he said, don't, you know, hurry up. Time's a waste. And, and I said to myself, and, and if you listen to this podcast, you know, there was times, other times I've put myself in this position uh, where it's like, okay, strange situation. Remember you guys, I told you about the guy with the lab coat who answers his door. And I was delivering a mattress there. Now, that was a business transaction, so I was like a little less, had a little less choice. But there's something about Pop. I said, well, I don't think he's into me. And he seems to be into his mop. And, uh, you know, maybe, I don't know. I said, well, let's, let's take this leap of faith and let's go down these stairs. We're in a strange town, strange rundown grocery store, middle of the block, can't even call it a corner store. In fact, I didn't even read the sign when I came in. He locked the doors. I'm not even sure. But I said, well, you know what? I, I, there was something inside me that said, uh, go down there and uh, and and see what's going on. And I, I started out. I said, make sure to close the door behind you. He said, it's real heavy. And I said, I said well, you know what? Uh, take, take, I could take him, even if he's a mop and... Uh, I don't know. I, I was. Uh, I said. I don't know what it was, but I closed the door. I could tell you what it was, but I'll tell you when it was. I closed the door behind me. Incredibly heavy, and I go down the stairs, and we get down to the basements. But it's a lot bigger than uh, a basement that you'd expect in a stereotypical situation like this. It had the wooden stairs. That you, when you were a little kid, you, you know they didn't have the back. So you say, "Am I going to fall through these stairs?" I know. It doesn't make sense, these little gaps in the stairs. Like, but but I said, what did she say? Could I fall through here? I don't know. Uh, but I got to the bottom of the stairs, and it was really well lit. He had those uh, things you see in the back of magazines, those, like, twisty solar lights that you can misalign, and they bring sunlight in. Uh, I think that's what they were. But it was very bright down there. It felt like natural light, even though there wasn't any uh, windows I could see, because I was definitely looking for windows. I said, well, okay, let me scout this out. And uh, it had your, um, it was carpeted. Did not feel damp in there. I said, well, it's a low humidity basement. I said, what do you got? Pop, you got a couple uh, dehumidifiers running? And he said something like, Cranksky 104. And I said, is that a radio station or a dehumidifier model? He, he just chuckled. And I said, no wonder. It feels like uh, the perfect uh, basement. And I said, I don't smell any must or mustiness. And he did, he did. He doffed a fake cap to me and dipped with his mop. And I said, I just be pop a mop down here. Uh yeah, I said, well, that sounds, I don't know. Yeah, I said, there's no stories I've heard that start with that. I mean, like, that that would be reported later in the news. 
And I'll see. So I said, well, okay, trust level. And I said, I looked around and the basement went way. I said, wow, this is like the whole block. I could see a couple rooms down. They were all carpeted and lit. And I said, Pop, would you live down here? And he said, I, I do. And I, thought, I said, well, she, she, that's interesting because you hear people living above their stores. You know, when you dream about uh, being, a, being a pop with a mop, you know, but not under their stores. And he said, yeah, I can show you around later. He said, but I could tell something's been bothering you. Why don't you sit down? I said, how do you know, Pop? And he said, he said to me, he said, he said, I could, he goes, I could tell you had a bad dream last night. And I said, I did. I said, I've been thinking about dreams a lot. I've been working on some, you know, some stuff with dreams and other people's dreams. And he said, well, well, tell me about the dream. I said, well, it's a little bit disturbing, Pop. And I don't know if you, he said, sit down. So we, we, he had a beanbag. Believe it or not, he told me to sit in a beanbag. And I said, I looked at it and I said, he, I said, oh, Jesus. I said, is this one of those beanbags in the basement where you sit down and then you hit the concrete floor and it hurts? Like either too hard a floor or too thin a beanbag or just wrong aiming with my butt or elbow. And he looked like he knew exactly what I was talking about, and he just pointed down, and I plopped into this beanbag. And despite being a pleather black beanbag, slightly larger than my experience in the past, it accepted me like, uh, I don't know, like a reverse parachute in some sense, like I parachuted into the beanbag. And it said, oof, you're here, uh, your fall has been broken. And I settled in, and I said, well, Jesus, is a, I said, are you going to be on my level? And Pop, he pulled out one of those things that uh, I think they call it a pillowed husband or something, with corduroy. They always see places, but you used to see them places, but you never saw them used almost ever. It's like a pillow with arms. And he say, hey, what the hell is that thing? I always see those in dorm rooms, and then no one uses them. And I said, well, it's a pillowed husband. I don't know, something. Husband, arm, uh, pillowed arm, husband, or I don't, I said, but we didn't discuss that. Pop just sat down on that. And I said, you must have a lot of pat. I said, doesn't this hurt your bony ass? And then he left. He said, I thought we were, and I said, oh, yeah, sorry about that. I didn't mean to bring up your bony ass, uh, Pop. And he, he said, tell me about your dream. And I said, okay, well, uh, so I was having this dream, Pop, last night. I was in the, I was in a bathroom, a strange bathroom. Uh, and the tile was black and white in there. It was kind of one of those bathrooms, 1920s type feel. In the center room, there was a clawfoot tub and a toilet, and, and, and against the far left wall was the toilet and then a window. If you were sitting in a toilet, you could look out the window. If you were standing facing the toilet, you could lean forward, I guess, and look out the window. And it had a door on the, directly straight from the toilet to the door, which says, that's a bad design. If you unlock the door, you know, maybe you want to get I said, well, I'm not a bathroom designer. And he said, in your dream you said that? I said, I don't know if I said it or I thought it. And to the left of the door was a cabinet full of uh, stuff. And then to the left, of, you know, like uh, you know, one of those shelving things you'd find in an old bathroom built out of wood. 
And to the left of that was a uh, a shower, I think, or t another tub maybe. And I said, so Papa walked over. I don't remember if I used the toilet or not. I, uh, one thing I can't get out of my mind, though, is the black and white tile. It was on the floor, one pattern on the floor, another pattern on the walls. And I, I said, I walked up to the window, and I, and I looked out the window, and I was staring out the window. It was a beautiful vista from this bathroom of these rolling green hills. And I was looking out the hills, and... And just enjoying things, Pop. And then I noticed from the right side of the sky, something started shrieking. I said, it's bigger than a shooting star. It's a daytime, Pop, by the way. And I was wondering before I saw this, I said, how far can I see? Pretty far. And then I noticed this thing shrieking in the sky. It was getting bigger and bigger. So it wasn't just traveling from left to right, but it was traveling towards me. And as I started studying, it grew. It was moving. It was one of those things you could tell it was moving fast, but it was moving slow. It looked slow because it was so far away. But as it grew, I saw it was this giant ice ball, almost perfectly round, you know, stuff streaking behind it, ice and friction, fire, uh, trailing vapors, gas. But I can, I'll never forget it, Pop. Well, I guess it was yesterday, so. But it was this round, you know, opaque ice ball. Just like a, just like a high-end uh, ice cube you might buy from a high-end purveyor of ice cubes. But humongous, and it was growing and streaking. And soon it, it was massive, Pop. But I could tell it was still far away. And Pop was riveted. He's sitting there in his armchair husband. Uh, I couldn't tell if it was gray or tan corduroy that he was in. But he, he was riveted, and, I, and so was I in the dream. I said, I was watching it frozen, Pop. And then it was it was headed towards the horizon, just, just either at the peak of the hills or just behind it, but it was already as massive as, like, uh, two-thirds of the sky. And then I saw it impact pop, and I said, well, how far is that off? And I knew for, for, for a brief second, Pop, I said, well, Jesus just crashed. And that was amazing that I got to witness that, and soon, you know, I'll go check the news and figure out the heck. But then the part of me that, that knew, Pop, knew that the world would never be the same after that hit the earth, that it was it was powerful. And then I started to see the shack wave coming towards me. I said it was unbelievably powerful, Pop. So powerful that that I wasn't going to make it. That this thing was coming for me. The shack wave, the size of this ice ball, the speed. I didn't know if it was the end of the world, but I knew it was the end of my world. And I was watching a mile. I couldn't tell how far I saw it, but it felt real, real, realest thing I've ever felt in my life. And you say dream life or whatever. But I was watching it level trees and level the hill. And I said to myself, this is it. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to survive. This is obviously... And, and instead of uh, serenity, panic hit me. And I started to run around the bathroom like a lunatic. And I said, "What am I going to do?" I said, "I got I can't. I got. I got to do something about this." And I saw the bathroom door, and I, I grabbed it with my hands, and, and I, I ripped it right off its hinges. 
And I looked out the window again, popping, and the shockwave was still coming at me. Top speed. And I was running around. I said, I'm going to get in the tub, and I'm going to... Uh, it's a cast iron tub. I'll survive this. And I'll hold the door on top of me, and I'll make it. But, but meanwhile, that same voice was telling me, what are you doing? There's no, there's no, no, no chance... This tub and this door are going to stop this. Uh, You're you're ridiculous. Why don't you just go to the window and think about how it's it's disturbing and beautiful at the same time. But that other part of me couldn't let go of the instinct to survive or the fear or the need for control, Pop. And, and And he said, wow. And he said that was it. And I said, no, I mean... I was lying there in the dark in the tub, listening to the sound grow and come for me. And then I knew, you know, that was it. I said, I don't know if I... And he said, he said wow. And I said, yeah, that's why I'm, it might be a little off today. It was too many jokes and, you know, trying to make a rapport. And then I accidentally fallen into those, uh, you know, saying, well, geez, I don't know if I want to go to a strange old man's basement to get candy. Maybe is is that stranger being locked in his store and then locked in his basement? Is that stranger danger, or something else? And he said he said well, he it was something else. And I said, "What do you mean, Pop?" And he said, uh, "He goes moments after you close the door." Uh, he goes he goes a war erupted up there. And he goes, that's why I said I've been waiting for someone to come in the store and why I was talking about being alone and why I was acting so strange. He goes, uh, right before uh, you came in the store, I got an alert from one of my contacts at one of the uh, mega corp- candy corporations that, uh, you know, he goes, it was a huge, huge, long story, backstory, so long and so deep, it would boggle your mind. But he said, you took a leap of faith coming in down in that basement with me, and now I need you to take a leap of faith and believe me when I tell you that the uh, Whitman Corporation launched a first strike attack on uh, Seize Candy Corporation just moments ago. And he goes, they happened to uh, have a, a cocoa liquor processing plant just down the road. And he said, in order to take out all their vast, uh, you know, vast, uh, infrastructure, candy production infrastructure. He goes, I'm pretty sure that plant was hit. And he goes, "Uh, we're safe in here for now. And the silence crept into the room. It was was silence flavored by my dream and flavored by, uh, and I said, and then I never said it's a flavor in my, I said, Papa, I'm tasting chocolate liqueur or liquor. I said, what is that? Is that melted? Just melted? I said, I've always wondered what that was. And he said, I have no idea, son. But he goes, I know that whatever's going on up there is not pretty. And he said, he said, he said, this is a, you know, uh, he goes, this is a little fallout shelter down here. Lead lined. And I said, well, say, said, well, I guess I can't tell if that's like a suggestion you panted in my mind or is this airtight because is there candy 
fall liquor, you know, liqueur, liquor, cocoa fallout. Are we having cocoa fallout down here? And he said, he said, I don't know, this is unprecedented. He said, who would have thought there would have been a war, candy war? And I said, well, the Parker brothers, I think, probably did. And I, and I, said, I just I was like hoping then. And I said, well, was that Milton Bradley? And then Papa, he tried to chuckle. He couldn't, he couldn't do it. And I said, Papa, are you scared? And he said, yeah, he, was, he goes, uh, I said, what do you, you, I go, why, and he goes, uh, don't, he goes, it's for another time. He goes, this candy war has been going on. But I said, Pop, should I be scared? What, what, I, I, I said, I said, I guess I'm feeling scared. Are you see, I, I, I can't understand this. And he, he said, he goes, I wish we had time for me to explain it to you, son. And I said, is that, are you speaking in the, is that a colloquialism? Is that the right use of, is that, is that you're calling me? I'm not really your son, right? And he said, and I noticed he was talking to his mom. And I said, I, I said, you're joking, right? And he said, yeah, 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 yeah. I said, but you do talk to your mom. He said, I do. And he said, that's for another time, another time too. And I said, well, Papa, what, okay. I said, well, let me, let me just take a couple uh, jumps here. So there's a candy war going on. It's been going on behind the scenes for years, hundreds of years, a long time. And it, it reached a boiling point, you know, pun, punless boiling point today or recently. And the first strike was launched by the Whitmans. Uh, to try to take out the seas, innocence be damned, innocence with a T, be damned. And he said, I'm afraid it's worse than that. Uh, and I said, how could it be? I can't, I don't get it, Pop. How could it be worse? It doesn't make any sense to begin with. And I, I, I said, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it. How could it be any worse? And I don't like they. What, what do you mean? And he said, he said, he said, uh, he said they're coming for me too. And I said, who's coming for you? The C's or the Whitmans? And he said, all of. He goes, both of them. He goes, everybody. And I said, why? And he said, the answer's in here. And he said, this is this is Shelley, my mop. And I said, and I said, he said, I said, okay, Papa, I'm gonna take another leap of faith. And he said, we're not safe here. He goes, we can't stay here. And I said, well, what about the cocoa fallout? And I said, I kind of like saying that cocoa fallout. And I said, maybe a band or, hey, this is my wife, cocoa fallout. Yeah, that's a or video. You, you guys play cocoa fallout? No, no, that's a shill for a children's cereal. I said, I'm sorry, Pop. I'm just so stressed. I'm trying to break the intention, the tension internally. And uh, and they said, okay, so the C's and the women's are. You're telling me they have weapons. You can And he said, you know, you heard of multinationals, right? You read some science fiction. Uh, and pop, the pop, pop said, he said, he said, listen, you, you already, if you already have faith in me, we got to go. 
we got to get out of here. And I said, what about, what about the people I care about? What about the, I said, oh, wait, I was coming here to get candy for myself. I kind of lied to you. But I was on my way somewhere from somewhere, Pop. I said, what about all of them? He said, well, because that's what, what faith is for. You got to hope they're safe. Hope they're falling far. I said, are we talking nuclear weapons or? And he said, he said, I have no idea how deep and how, how out of control this goes. And he says, well, we got to get the hell out of here. I said, all right. I said, all right, Pop, what do we do if we're locked in your basement here? And he said, he said, we, we go, uh, and he says, he says, he's got, he says, I got a plan. And I said, well, what, what, what's your plan? He goes, uh, he goes, let me grab my uh, checklist. And, and he said, oh, wait, it was upstairs. He goes, so I had, I said, did you have your plan memorized? He said, no, what was it? He goes, it was more of a decision-making. He goes, he goes, you know what? You came here for a reason. He goes, the plan's in your dream. Because they must be it. I said, well, so they, they use a giant ice ball to take out the chocolate liquor factory or whatever the hell it is. And he said, calm down. Calm. He goes, what, what would you do if you were in your... And I said, is this a dream? Are you telling me I'm in a dream, Pop? And he said, do you remember coming in here to buy candy? And I said, yeah. And he said, do you think it's a dream? I said, no. And he said, well, what, 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 what if he goes, they're coming right now? He goes, yeah. and I could hear it banging on his door, banging, banging. And I said, for a fallout shelter, this really doesn't uh, shelter us from the sound. And I said, he's, I said, uh... I said, well, my first instinct would have been to hide, just like in the dream last night. But he, I go, my second thing would have just been to watch everything unfold in a beautiful way. And I said, so maybe I'd just watch them catch you and say, well, this guy brought me down in the basement to show me his candy collection, you know. Bring him up on charges. Why does it smell like cocoa out there? And he said, but I said, if I was in that dream and I was making the rules, I'd try to stop that ice ball. And I said, but, but I, and I said, I don't know, Pop. And I said, I said, if, well, if I, I'm making the rules based on my dream, I said, we would go, get, get in, rip off the door, get in the tub. I was like, is there some sort of sewer, some sort of sewer escape like they have in the movies? He says, yeah, it's uh, connected to the sewers. He goes, this is built under the sidewalks. Let's go. And I said, well, why aren't we? I said, I already go. I could hear they were racing around the store. It was only a matter of time before they found us. And I said, are you going to tell me what you know and what you don't know? I said, because I'm making the rules now, Pop, and we're getting the hell out of here. You know, unlike the dream, and I don't know if that was on your checklist, and he, I said, get your mop and let's go. I know your mop must have something to do with this plan, how to how to rescue us, how to get us out of here. And so we, we went through his basement. We went through his bedroom, which uh, was uh, not neat. I said, Pop, man, why don't you make your bed? Have some, and, he, and he said, come on, keep moving. And then we went through. He had a workout room that clearly was never used. And I said, "Don't you?" And then we went, and I, and then we went deeper. I said, "What do you, what do you got? Lower end uh, dehumidifiers in here? Because it stopped. I guess they're getting musty and humid." And, and then the walls started to sweat. And we went through a doorway, 
And we threw a doorway, and there was tons of cobwebs. And I said, Pop, which way do we go to get to the escape sewer system? And uh, he he said, just keep going. And I said, it's too dark. You got a flashlight or something? And one of those uh, light bulbs that hangs with the And then the string hit me in the face. I pulled the string. And I see this giant sign in front of me. It says, uh, escape sewers that way. And then uh, something I said it's something I couldn't read, but it said danger, danger, danger to the left. And I said I tried to pull, you know, I, I tried to do the old spin the sign upside down, but I couldn't. I couldn't move the signs really well. I said, "What do you got? Anchors in here? He's anchored into the concrete pop." As he came up behind me, and I said, "What are the odds? I'm so lucky that you put this sign." Uh, you know, escape is the danger, and the danger is the escape. And he said, no, he goes, I'm pretty sure it's a sign's accurate. That's why I use those anchor, you know, concrete anchors anchored into the wall. And I said, well, I said, well, I, was, I, said I was feeling lucky because we could just follow this sign and escape, no problem. But then the guys behind us are going to come right behind us, and they're going to say, oh, there's the escapes. I said, what's this danger way? And he said, you don't want to know. I said, well, we're going to find out, Pop, because we're going. I said, is it, is it like danger, like three dangers we're going to face? Or is it just like, hey, danger, danger, really dangerous? Or do you, he said, he said, it's been, the sign's been there since I've been a boy. And I said, we got to go. So I said, let's go. And then I said, well, these guys, I said, how smart are these chocolate, I said, are these like chocolate contracts, soldiers, chocolate, and then I heard like, boom, boom, and I I said, they're going to get through, I said, what do you think it is, the women's or the seas, I need a a distinct enemy to focus on, and he said, it's probably the U.S. uh, government, and I said, which side do they fall on, and he goes, whoever they think is going to win. And I, I said, okay, just keep going, Papa. Don't get to, if you get to the danger, stop before you get there till I catch up, because I don't want to be surprised. And so uh, then I did the old, uh, walk, you know, Dan, the Danny Torrance move, where I walked down to the, the the door, and there was a big iron door, kind of like you'd see, like with the old, uh, like not a bank, like, like a submarine tile door with the thing, the circle thing, you kind of turn. So I turned it and opened it, and I walked backwards in my steps, took the other path. I kind of, you know, scrubbed it down, and I said, uh, and I made sure that I was like, okay, the sign's secure, so they're going to say, well, they probably went this way. Maybe they'll send some buffoons after us down this dangerous way. Hopefully a danger will take them out. And then I ran after Pop, ran into Pop, because he was only like one foot away in his shadow. I said, oh, Pop. Uh, and I caught a mop. You know when you catch something in your under your chin, but on one side, like, uh, it really hurt? And I said, damn that mop. And then Pop said, don't talk. And we started arguing about his And I said, uh, isn't that mop? I said, do you want to lose the head on that mop? Uh and he said, how dare you? And I said, Pop, this isn't the time. I'm I'm serious. And then I said, wait a second. I said, I said no, no, we could use that as a fake wig at some point, you know, if we want to pretend you're. I said, I have no idea because I'm like, I'm not comfortable with, you know, fake Rastafari stuff is offensive to me. 
And I was like, uh, you could be some, well, maybe we could play like some sort of ghost witch type thing or something. I don't know. I said, let's go. And I said, well, what, what do you think? So I said, you, you were a kid living here and you deep in your basement. You're for, I said, you really want to put this sign up. How do you know there's danger back here? And he said, well, it's a family, you know, story never to go past, uh, I said, we get, and I felt a breeze. And I said, well, if Indiana Jones and Goonies and um, Indiana Jones and Goonies. I said, well, is a breeze. So head to, let's head towards the breeze deck. That's, uh, I said, it's either a breath of some giant creature or, uh, or you know, way to the outside. And I said, I think trick, but I think because we were, we had gone, you know, through the basement and we had uh, entered some sort of cave system, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I was so distracted with the fact that my mind was boggled by the fact. I said, wait a second. I said, I mean, you know, some people say, you know, we're only using 1% of our brain. Oh, no, that's what they said to me. They say you were only using 10% of your brain, but at some point, maybe, you know, when you're occupied, but you got all this overwhelming information, part of your brain is probably chattering. What saying was it? Is he serious that Whitman's struck the uh, Seas Candy candy War? Was it, uh, is this guy, you know, maybe he, maybe that Milton Bradley joke was true. Maybe this guy's played one too many games at Candyland. And we were going along dirt paths, kind of, you know, straight out of a, a movie in some sense, you know, rock hewn walls. And then I said, wait, I said, is it Doc? Or, and he said, Pop. I said, oh, yeah. So I think I thought I was into it. Back to the Future 5, the Goonies, you know. Of the, and I said, whoa, who carved these rocks? I said, this, this doesn't seem to be a natural cave at all. So I was like, all right, well, I guess we got to think of what we're going to do. I said, Pop, you see, you don't have any idea whether it's three dangers or one day. And I said, is this one of those things where you play the aloof old man and lead me, you know, on a quest to save the world, but but I'm the one that's at peril? And he said, you're at peril now. And I turned my head and across, I say, 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 oh, wait a second, I didn't see that because there's flame now. And there's some sort of steampunk dragon head moving towards me. And Pop says, that's not the dragon from when I grew up. And I said, that, I said, wait, I said, what, what, wait, what? And then the dragon shooted some flames at me. It was probably twice the size of a human head. It was beautiful, so it was to behold. Like, uh, made, made from metal. Like, remember they had that attempt at a steampunk movie? Kevin Klein, Will Smith, and, and a third person was in it. And I hate to insult that person and not know. It was called Wild Wild West. Didn't end up working out. It had a little steampunk thing going. This was way more. It had, like, you know, that kind of shiny metal where you're like, is that purple or green? Wow. And it had the uh, the eyes. And I said, "Well, those are very." And it was, and I said, "Well, what, am I getting enchanted by these eyes?" And they shot fire at me again, and it missed. And I said, "Well, geez, I'm really slow." This, I said, "Doc, does this dragon has, has have terrible aim, or is it my imagination?" 
And he said, I think it's on some sort of, he goes, I don't think it's an entire, and he pointed at these, uh, what was called, the chains that were moving it back and forth, like some sort of, it was just ran. And he said, is there some sort of fire? I said, this thing's shooting fire all the time. No one, and he said, this must, and I said, let's go, let's move. And then the thing shot flames again. But it was like one of those video games. And I said, you know, where you just wait, like, and you say, okay, it shoots flame every 10 seconds. This is easy. Now it ended up that, uh, just like when you're watching someone, I had got past the flames and it was just going, his head would move side to side. And you could never tell, and I forgot if it was seven Mississippi, but it would shoot a flame anywhere along that, but you just had to run after it shot the flame. Clearly Doc, oh, Pop is his name, I guess. He hadn't played any basic video games like level one or level two. Okay, run after the flame. That's what we did for, it felt like four hours. Run after Doc, run. And they would start and they'd pause and he'd say, and I said, now it's too late. Yeah, I said, okay, no, no, don't run yet, run. You know, and then, and then, but then the head would move and it would frighten him. And I said, if this guy would have just played some video, I said, maybe he didn't have any grandkids or kids. Where he, and I said, that he was, or he was carping. These games aren't ever going to be any use. Uh, uh, proof, we're living proof right now. They are. And uh, so that took forever. And it was sucked. Because I said, what do you, you I said, How? I said, these guys could be trying to catch up. And then I said, it'd be nice if we found some bones or something. We could say, okay, we're, 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 you know, the dragon guys. But finally, Pop gets past the dragon. I say, okay, we're past that. And I say to myself, I say, geez, Pop, uh, it better be only two more dangers because otherwise this is bullshit with that sign. And I said, because that really wasn't dangerous. I said, well, it was increasing in size. Do you remember when you made that sign? Was it based on some notes from a relative that had ventured down here? And I said, we got to keep going. And then I saw the paths started going downward. And I said, shit. The paths going downward, Doc. And then Pop, he said, I said, I said, you got your mop? And he said, yeah. And I said, I said, listen, let me carry your mop. And he said, no, no, no. I said, Pop, trust me. It's tiring. I said, bringing the mop head was a huge mistake because now it's collected mud. It weighs a ton. I said, I'll carry it for you. I'll keep it safe. And uh, and then I, and then I said, "Can I take the mop head off? I'm gonna put it over my shoulder, which will be irritating because it'll be damp." But I said, "Then I can, uh, you know, use it." I said, "You could use it as a staff if you need to." I said, "Cause sooner or later, if I know these," and then I said, "The paths kept going down." I said, "I said we got a candy-based war going on up there. I got I got people I care about, and I'm going into the bowels of the earth." I said, this is unexpected and not what I planned on doing. And I said, but we got to go face these other two dangers. Probably progressively more dangerous, you know, or it could have been, because that definitely wasn't, that was that would have been like, yeah, watch out for the dragon if it was just a dragon. And, I, and then I said, this dragon, and I said, wait a second, was that, we would go all the way by. I said, uh, Doc, forget this. I got a better idea. And I took. I said. I said. Uh, I said. Let's go back up the path. I said. Those guys have got to be close. They, uh, I go. I watched enough stuff. They're gonna send somebody uh, after us. And I said. Wait. This dragon's got gas. 
And Doc laughed at that. I said, that's just like, I said, gas jokes are funny. And what was a, no, I said, natural gas. And he laughed again. I said, or propane or liquid. I said, I said, come on. And I said, I need you to hide. I said, I'm going to take my shirt off. So I said, and he, he said, uh, and I said, Doc, I said, was that the other dangers? That you, I said, is this, oh boy, this would be weird if this was all some sort of role play for you. And I said, but you know, and I said, Doc, I need you to hide in the shadows here. So I, I said, let's get in the shadows here, Doc, let's hide. I said, yeah, you're in the shadows. And I took my shirt off. So, and and then not long after that, these guys come, and they come running, running down. And you could tell they were they were in a hurry. Uh, they were in your stock uh, outfits, like 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 they say, oh, I got my black ballistic, uh, you know, strike force suit or whatever the hell. That's what all the guys were in. And then, then there was a guy behind them. Who, strangely enough, you'd expect uh, he was in a uh, short sleeve dre- uh, dress shirt, and I said, "Well, that's." Sh- I, I mean, I was in the shadows, and I was—I knew enough to keep my mouth shut. I said, "That's strange," with the collar but- button collar. He looked like a bit like a science teacher, and I said, "Doc, do you know any science teachers?" And he said, "I don't know who that guy is." And the guy had a, a squirrely mustache with a speckled brown and gray. The guy in the shirt sleeve, shirt without the shirt sleeves, short sleeves, and it was a science guy. Is what I was thinking. I would call him. And then so they get to the dragon. They see the dragon breathing uh, uh, fire. And then I step out of the shadows, and I I had uh, the mop on my head as a um, fake hair. And I dirtied up the mop, mop uh, shaft, whatever the hell you call it, mop, what do you call that thing? And I had no shirt on, and I said, uh, patient Serena, I talked to the dragon, I stepped out, I said, I said, wait. And I said, if you come for the danger, my friends. And they said, what? I said, I said, welcome. To danger, danger, danger land, the land beneath the earth, where danger comes in threes. And they were kind of looking at me, and then they were kind of, the guy in the shirt sleeves muttering, and they're cocking their guns and putting then the dragon would breathe fire, and then they'd back up. And I would say, what, you have your admission tickets to the, the danger emporium. And then they say, well, and they try to get close, and then the dragon would breathe fire. But I was saying, okay, I got to keep him distracted, especially shirt sleeves. He looks pretty sharp before he starts counting Mississippis. Hopefully, he was had a guy like Pop as a father figure, so he didn't play a lot of video games. And then I say, I say, you do not look like our usual purveyors. And I said, it's strange another man came right along this way earlier. And uh, he did not have an admission ticket either. If you uh, you did not receive the flyer, and then there's a dragon. And, uh, and then I said, "I was like, shit. I should have should have thought this plan out better." Because I said, and then I must have had some doubt on my face. I must have had some doubt on my face. I said, "Oh boy." I said, "I'm not very good. I've never fought with a broom handle before or mop handle." 
And then I say, and I said, okay, I'll break character. That'll confuse. And I said, hey guys, this is, uh, I'm sorry, like, uh, we're, uh, this is uh, the underground uh, uh, dragon land, you know, club. You're, you guys aren't members and you need an admission ticket. I just deal with this crazy old guy with a mop. And, uh, you know, he got burned. We had to, uh, we, we, we had to take him down, you know, to the emergency exit. And, uh, you know, and they said, the guy that she said, we need it. And the dragon brief for us back in the, and I said, we need to know where the old man is. And I said, well, what, I said, well, he's probably at the hospital. And they say, what are you doing down here? You shouldn't be down. And I said, I said, uh, well, we have a club, internet-based club. Uh, so we have, it's like, uh, live action role play. Like, uh, you're supposed to be, and I said, you're ruining it. And I said, other people are scheduled to come. And then the soldiers, they, or the guys in the ballistic ballistics, they started laughing. And I asked seriously, it's like, no one's coming. I said, why? And he said, he said, this guy is up to something. You know, take him. And then the dragon, and then, and then he said, the dragon's on a seventh saying, and I said, oh, shoot. And I said, and I said, shit. And then I said, okay. And then I realized, I said, okay, I'm going to hit the. So I took the mop head and I swung it as hard as I could. It was a dragon's chain, one attached to its uh, left side, which unfortunately I should have hit the one on the right side because then the dragon's head would have swung and breathed fire on all the soldiers. But instead I hit the left side and the dragon's head swung down, hit me in the stomach. Yeah, hit hit me in the stomach. I fell like stomach first over the side of his head, and then pop, hit pop, and he and I grabbed him and I held him. Now, luckily, this was like uh, not super sharp, but uh, pop's clothes caught on this thing, and the dragon's head swung around, and then uh, breathed fire, and then they were laughing. But then it swung back, boom, knocked like four soldiers off. There was one left with shirt sleeves. They swung back again. I was like, Pops, uh, and Pops screaming. They did the old uh, lancing while you're on a dragon. As we swung back, I lanced the, uh, and just because I had just inflicted that pain and when Pop bumped me, I lanced that guy below his chin into his, and it was incredibly painful, and then he staggered, but then the force of the dragon's head swinging out of control, Pushed him over the edge, you know, into the abyss. That's where the other guys fell too, by the way. And then we swung back again. And then look, I said, "Well, his shirt sleeves doesn't look like he's aiming." And I say, "And dragon's head slowly." Then he was standing there, and I said, "Run along, run along, run to your uh, whoever." I said, "Are you in charge of this?" I said, "Are you with the Whitmans or the?" Uh, the uh, the whatever the guy sees, I said, is that old woman running that? I said, is that old woman running that or what? And then he he looked at me, and then he actually ran because I had hopped off the dragon's head, and I was menacing him with a broom handle. He had no weapon. He was in shirt sleeves, so I was like, I just hit his arms, and then uh, he ran off. And then Pop was there, and he was exhausted. I don't know why. He didn't do anything except get swung around on a uh, dragon's head. The dragon had uh, dis- in, uh, it pulled itself out from the uh, the gas line. 
And and I noticed we could climb up the dragon's head very efficiently. It rested its head right on the the path we were on. And I said, there's got to be something up there, Pop. I said, this thing obviously took a lot of servicing. Still doesn't make any sense to me. And they said, do you think we need to go into the bowels earth? Can we go up and deal with the... uh, the uh, what do you go the candy war shirt sleeves is probably gonna be back, and Pop said you decide. And I said Jesus like a choose your own adventure, and I said well I said you know what Pop let's take a minute and think about it. Let's take two nights and think about it, and then decide. And he said you're kidding me, right? I said yeah, I'm not. I'm kidding you because this is part is not part of the story, or part of the recounting of events. This is it. Well, Jesus, it's time to take a little break here. Pop and I, we're, we're popping, you know, we're, we're, we're taking a break. Will we climb up the dragon's head to hopefully city, realize that Pop's just, well, I said, we'll both be delusional at this point because that stuff did happen. Or, you know, go to the bowels of the earth and face two more dangers. I don't know, choose your own adventure, but don't read ahead because there's nowhere to read because of the story We'll be back in two more nights. This is and this is a heads up, guys. This is just a story that came up. So probably conclude on Thursday night.